Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, <laughs> rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson here, my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hare. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Oh, it's going swell. We enter week eight here. We're pretty much halfway through the football season. Uh, we got that little extra week, so about what week is it? We are halfway. So. Yeah, well, it's week eight. Halfway through the regulars. Divided no, by no. divided by 17, carry the two. Carry the two. Minus the one for the one week off. Okay. And, right. you know, 14 regular season games, played seven. Okay. Which is about halfway. How do the preseasons factor into that? Uh, just, just doesn't do anything. No. Okay. no They're worthless. No. So we're here. <laughs> All right. It's exciting. You know, it's so much fun, you know, because it goes by so quickly. We'll be talking rookies in no time. In no time. So as we enter week eight, we got some things to talk about here. We got some uh, rookies to redraft because I mean, you know, we kind of have a better feel now that we're halfway through. But right. what we feel about these rookies, we'll talk about some rookies redraft to wide receivers, redraft to running backs. Garrett has a game here for us. Not really a game, but a conversation piece called "Buy or Cry." Yeah, a little clever there. Yeah, play words. It's a good rhyme. Yeah, bye bye bye. I'm a Dr. Seuss fan. <laughs> there you go. Keep it close. What's that? That's not a rhyme. No. But it's a great song. Same word over and over. Ted Lasso. Do you remember in Ted Lasso when they he had him choreograph the? I did. Yeah, I did. That was enjoyable. Did. It was okay. It was my favorite part of the show. I, I haven't seen Ted Lasso. Yeah, no, it's good. My Apple Plus like ran out right right when that was becoming popular, and I missed it. Apple minus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I did. Okay. I was like, nope, not paying for it. Well, we got some things to talk about here, uh, but before we do, let's talk about Thrive Fantasy. You can come up, prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned to fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. This week and this week only, Thrive is increasing the payouts in the prop lobby. That's right. If you pick two out of two players correctly and win four times your entry amount. If you pick three out of three players correctly, you win seven times your entry amount. And you pick four out of four players correctly, you can win 12 times your entry of $10 entry wins. Uh, $120. It's a pretty good deal. I'm going to have to check that out this week because I need to. Yeah. Hot you need, you need, to, make, you need to make up, don't you? Yeah. And then you can't you get, remember, you get 100% deposit on Thrive up to $100. It means you put up $100, your account's going to have $200 in it right when you stop. Balling. And right now, to get that 100% match and all this great bonus stuff, you got to use the promo code NERDS. That's right. NERDS is the promo code code go to thrivefantasy.com download the app on the app store or the play store and basically again you just pick 10 players of the 20 they provide you know is is uh is pat mahomes gonna have more than one interception over under i'm taking the over I'm taking this the over. pace I'm taking you kind of have to you know is pat mahomes gonna have I, one or more touchdowns i might take the under i don't know no you're taking I don't know. the over how to do last week garrett that's true. I should base it on only that one week. Only that one week. That's I, the best way to play fantasy. And I live the in the three moment. years before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> live and die in the moment. There you go. Thrive Fantasy promo code nerds. Now, we do have, um, before we talk about uh, some injuries, let's talk about some good news. Yeah. We asked you guys last week if you could leave us a uh, rating review on a podcast, give us a little bump. We have his ass in a while, and multiple people replied there. I appreciate you. Did you say ask <laughs> or no? Excuse me. 
<laughs> I don't know. What I, I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know what I say. May I ask you I some questions? <laughs> I have five sentences in my head at one time, <laughs> and I just try to pick one and get them out as quick as possible. But we appreciate that. Um, we're actually one review away from like an even number. It's like fourteen hundred reviews or something like that. So if oh. one more person wants to go out there and do it, like we'd appreciate it. Do it. You but won't. We promised uh, that we would get you guys a T-shirt winner. So with the following people, please direct message at Dynasty Price, That's your right. shirt size, and your address. And I will send over shirts to at Plum Jeremy, Plum like the fruit, purple fruit, Plum mm-hmm. Jeremy, and at Edward V. Grant. Those are our T-shirt winners this Congratulations. week. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> that felt good. Sound you know effects. what? You know what's one thing we don't do? We don't we don't give enough uh, swag out on the show. We, I mean, really we don't. literally offer the most comfortable dynasty shirt in the world with our tri blend here. We really um, do, and we don't give those away enough. We should probably do that at least once a month. Yeah, I agree. Should, Maybe should throw do. some of these vinyl stickers in there too. Just oh know. yeah, the oh, stickers are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys are getting stickers too. I tell you what, guaranteed. If you buy a shirt in the next. For the rest of the year. <laughs> in the next forever. In the next. We got some really cool Dynasty Nerds vinyl stickers that you can put on, like the ones that last forever. Uh, I'll throw those in the shirt bag for free. They're awesome. They're right that's, here. Yeah, it's like a $3 value. Check that's, out YouTube. That's, one, that's, that's like one a $3 value. <laughs> that's one of the $3? Yep. Dude, if 100 people buy shirts, that's $300. You're thinking of it from our perspective, not from their perspective. Listen, Garrett, stickers are cool. I don't know how much money you you think people get paid out here in the Dynasty game, but $300 goes a long way. <laughs> but I'm saying incentivizing a $3 value for them is not like, woo, now I want it. Well, well no, that's $3 they're saving, but they're getting a lifetime of stickiness. <laughs> yep. I mean, what is it? <laughs> of course. A lifetime of stickiness is what everyone wants. <laughs> what? Dude, who doesn't? What else could you want? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's I can't it's think of anything. Stickers, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Just flooded over there. Just dude, if I shed, if I didn't shed skin, I'd stick that right in my chest. But, but alas, you do. Hey, <laughs> and somebody, that would be wasting a lifetime of sticking. Somebody's got a dinosaur tattoo. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I wish I remember their name. I shot them out right now. They should, you are, they should get a t-shirt. If you're listening, message us. We'll send you a t-shirt. I think they have a shirt, but if you don't, we'll if you are another shirt and DM a lifetime me, yeah, of stickers. DM me that. I'll send you a sticker and a shirt for free. I think I did send a shirt, but he's got a dinosaur shirt. I need, he probably needs another one. It's if I wasn't 42, yep. I would get a dinosaur tattoo. But like for the last seven years or eight years, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get like more tattoos. I got a couple of you, and I was like, oh, I'm 42. What's the point? <laughs> well, I'm gonna die over. anyway. I'm, I'm with you there, man. What? <laughs> Stretch the skin out, grandpa. That's <laughs> a dynasty nerd. It's like, you're a loser. Like, I know. <laughs> Tell me what I don't know. That, that tattoo made me dozens of dollars. What are you talking <laughs> about? Three hundred dollars. <laughs> Woo, man! Let's talk about some injuries, shall we? Let's Besides do my, it. Uh, injured ego here now. Injuries. Inju- <laughs> <laughs> Injury news. We have new drops, by the way, too. We just tune in for them nonstop. They're just gonna keep coming hot and heavy. Shouldn't should we say injuries? Like, Ow! Ow! My knee. <laughs> My favorite is the one that Howard Stern used to play. The girl that fell in the grapes. Yeah, I was going to play that one. That was a good one. Allstate commercial drop. So, um, wait. What Allstate one? Protect you from mayhem. Yeah. Like me. Is that Allstate? No. Damn it. Don't know. It might be. I just think of Boondock Saints every time I see that commercial. 
Injuries. There we go. There, there we go. go. And we're back. <laughs> All right. Hopefully you're still with us. Uh, we're talking injuries. Devontae Adams, he's got COVID, so he's oh. going to miss out on this Thursday game. Not looking very good for him. Alan Lazard, uh, also, he got, yeah, he he got hit got with the COVID, it. too. So they're going to bring Marquez Valdez-Scantling up. They have Randall Cobb for this week, so that's a good player to get in your lineup Mario as well. Rogers. Amari Rodgers, I don't expect a whole lot out of him. I expect Aaron Jones to kind of step up there in a passing game. And, of course, Bobby Tunyon. I was going to say, we might actually see Bobby Tunyon get some targets. He had a touchdown last week. He did. 15 points. But he's been disappointing to this point. Very much so. For my standards, I thought he was going to be really getting some more targets. Oh, he's not the only tight end that's been disappointing. We're going to talk about another one later. There's a lot of people that have been disappointed this year. And then a lot of people have been appointed. Appointing? Yeah, yeah. It's the opposite of <laughs> disappointing. Appointing. That makes sense. You know, I always wondered about uh, being overwhelmed and underwhelmed, but you cannot be whelmed. You can't be whelmed. Like, I, I can be whelmed. That's not a word. Well, but I can be there. I've told <laughs> lots of people in my lifetime that I'm whelmed, and they look at me weird. But Yeah. Doesn't go over well, huh? Eh, not as well as you would hope. Yeah. How can you be disappointed, but then not be, like, appointed? I mean, you can be appointed. I just think it has a very different meaning. Look at Look at, You've been appointed to yeah. this position. Exactly. Look at my, look at my <laughs> You've son been over there. You've been disappointed. Appointed him. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm so appointed in you two. So great. So proud. Um, yeah, so that's, look out for that uh, Green Bay situation. I, I mean, obviously, I think uh, Randall Cobb is a good play for this week, and then Aaron Jones probably going to get a boost, and Bobby Tunyon should own the middle. It, it will be interesting because they're going to need to score a lot of points going against the Arizona Cardinals. So traditionally, it's like, oh, you know, Devontae, Ad- I still expect them to score points. I'm just very curious if it is going to be more through Aaron Rodgers throwing the football or if they really will lean heavily on their running okay. game. Okay, say my name is changed from Rich Dotson to Thrive Fantasy. Okay. And I say the over-under nine-and-a-half receptions for Aaron Jones. Are you taking the over or the under? I think I still got to take the under. That's a lot. It's a that lot. That is an awful Okay, okay. Alvin Kamara. Like, I might have taken the over if it was like six. Okay, seven receptions over or under. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the under. Dude, a lot of little screens there. Chandler Jones coming off the edge. J.J. Watt coming off the I edge. I might. A little bumpy dumpy. I might take the over. Bumpy dumpy. If it was like six and a half, seven's weird because... I could see him getting exactly seven. Because <laughs> then if you take the over, right. he's got to get eight. He's got to get eight now. Yeah, yeah. Eight. Mm-hmm. I think he's – I'm taking the over. So whatever that prop bet is – Is there a the push? Over. It's seven. No, are you allowed <laughs> to push, though? Like Only if you push it real good. <sighs> push it. Miles, Miles Sanders, he's got an ankle sprain. Uh, he's going to be week to week. Not so, not so bad, they say. It's not a Correct. bad ankle sprain. It's a very mild ankle sprain. It's a little boo-boo there. So maybe a low ankle sprain. Those high ones are the ones that kind of take a little bit longer. A little usually. longer, yeah. Yep. So guess who's going to dominate this week? Boston Scott. <laughs> Jordan Howard. <laughs> Jordan Howard most likely be elevated from the Patrick squad to sit on the sideline and root on Kenneth Gainwell. Yep. KG going to come in, had a nice touchdown this week. I have uh, Miles Sanders and Scott Fishbubble. Uh, so when Kenneth Scott Gainwell went out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Double letters. Uh, <laughs> it, when he went in there and scored a touchdown, it was a little disappointing. But we've, we've been talking about Kenneth Gainwell multiple times yeah, on the show. He's looked pretty good. Looks like he has a chance to be uh, a big factor there for the future of the Eagles. But it looks like this is... This is a good opportunity this week to see exactly what you have in Kenneth Gainwell right. with like no Miles Sanders in a way and how they're going to use him and like lean on I, him. I, well, I hope so because that's been the weird part is they have not 
run the ball a lot in general. And I could see something really dumb like Boston Scott mm-hmm. and and Jordan Howard getting 50% of the work and then Kenneth Gainwell only getting the other 50%. Like, I could totally so, see his role not changing. Right. So and then those I, other two guys. I hope we see 20 touches from Kenneth Gainwell. Like That's what I want to see from him. We'll see if it actually happens. We'll see if the coaching staff sees him as a less is more type of back. Uh, right. Allah just stays in the same sort of uh, mold that he's in. Or, or if they actually see him as I a hope. guy that can, you know, run between the tackles a little bit and get get more usage. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. So like, we'll see if we'll see if he has like a main. If this if this is what we have. Is he Naheem Hines? You know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is if this is role. Is he like a JD McKissick? Is that where we're at? Or does he have an opportunity? Could he handle a larger a workload? That's what I. That's what I'm looking for for this game. Uh, the most Josh Jacobs has a chest injury, not considered too serious, and likely to play after the bye week, which is this week for him. So he's okay there. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, not so good. He has MCL sprain, likely to go to IR. He says knee felt a little loosey goosey in a caboosey. Uh, So he's going to be out there for a little while, which not like he's lining up. Not like any of these rookie quarterbacks are lining up. No, they're not. I mean, I think the best one right now is Mac Jones, right? I mean, and he's, He's just from okay. A, from a fantasy standpoint, he's not doing like amazing or anything. But from an NFL standpoint, he's doing the best. Everybody, right. Trevor Lawrence, uh, doing okay. He's been looking better. He's been the he second has. best. He's probably. looking better, but not like great. Justin Fields looking like he did at Ohio State under pressure. Not, not Justin Fields glorious. looks bad. He, I mean, he, he, this is the reason. This is like the worst case scenario that I saw possible for him when I when when I looked at the tape. It, it's tough because I agree he's looked really bad. But when you look at like the time, the protection, the play calling, like none of it's been good. So it's right. not like, you know, other things have been going well and he's just performing poorly. It's, it's everything is really bad. We'll right see now. this week though, right? Matt Nagy has COVID and he, he might not be able to, to, to coach. That'd be hilarious if he just balled out this week. That would be amazing. And, oh, dude. And hilarious. You think the owner like got somebody who had COVID and had him go cough on Nagy? <laughs> like I got to see what I, like we're already I just want to know. Yeah, he gave up his play calling duties a few weeks though. He uh, did. He did. But, but he's still probably heavily involved in that game plan. Yeah, he's audible. <laughs> and it, like, he's like, oh, let's go uh, left, right, Y, Y, 45. That's a real play. <laughs> that is uh, definitely a real play. Direct quote. He's like <laughs> Audible, Omaha, Omaha. What? No wonder why he's so confused back there. <laughs> why, why double fly? <laughs> what is that? Is Dr. Just, Seuss calling this? Oh. Put that in my drink and you mean you're going to be seeing each other later naked? That's, that's oh, Spanish gross. fly. That's oh, Spanish fly. Not, oh, yeah. Yeah. Beastie Boys tell me all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say this with, you know, all these quarterbacks, all quarterbacks need time. I, if there's any dip on any of these guys in a Superflex league, like, I'm buying the dip, right? Like, if I can get away out of my 22 For all uh, of them, picks, Lance, Wilson, all them. Fields, yeah. all of them. Yeah, I mean, Trey Lance, I mean, if I'm going to say they all need help, yeah, Trey Lance needs just as much help. I mean, when, I mean, I said when we scouted Trey Lance, like, he needs at least two years before I, I'd even expect anything on that kid. Uh, and that looks true. Justin Fields is going to need a full year, if not more, and more help around him. Zach Wilson's going to need more help around him. I mean, he's got pretty good help around him, but he's going to need more time. But right now, this 22 class looks for quarterbacks like pretty a, bleak. Yeah, a pretty bare cabinet. So if you're, if you're looking for young talent, I mean, you're always looking for dips on young quarterbacks, True. right? And even if you got to pay fair American value, it's just they're, they're too hard to get. And we've been so spoiled with these young quarterbacks yeah, coming man. in here lately in Superflex leagues. It's like, there's been an abundance of them, and some of them pan out to be pretty swell. So for me, if there's any dip on you know Zach Wilson and Justin Fields over the next couple months, and I can get away from that, give up my 22 first, my 22 second alone in that matter, like I'm more than happy to do that because I don't think 
I don't, even, I don't even know how many first-round picks are going to be in the class next year for 2022, but even the ones that are from what I'm hearing from my guys like you and Jared, like it's not very optimistic. Um, for guys that aren't very – the guys that are highly rated now that aren't very accurate, that usually doesn't translate to the next level. Even though guys like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen most recently have gotten better from their accuracy uh, issues in college, that usually does not get better in the pros. They're definitely bucking the trend, I would say. But I mean, I, I agree with you. It sounds like it sounds like next year's class is not all that good. So if there is a dip, go go by um, these these rookies in particular. But what do we do with a guy like um, Sam Darnold, who who started off hot, and really the bottom has dropped off to the point where he got benched in the fourth quarter. You mean the guy game. that we said it was worth three firsts like four <laughs> weeks ago? That guy? That guy? Yeah, yes. We know exactly what we're talking about all the time. Uh, I don't think we said three, did we? Oh, yeah. Oh, we not. did. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. <laughs> We did. I don't think we said three. Uh, in su- we in, did. In super flex, we, we got him to three first round draft picks. I know we said we were buying, but I don't I don't think we said three. Oh, play, well, Hopefully no play one back. checks play that. Somebody, somebody check it for somebody us. Somebody check that with us yeah, and, and, and don't tell us if we did go that far. Well, you're, you're <laughs> screwed. Lie to us. I mean, lie to us it, it's, they benched him, which, I was, which was fair. They said he's a quarterback for the rest of the season. Maybe he could possibly turn around. Ian Rappaport, they're all coming out now saying that now the Panthers are trying to get in on Deshaun Watson. That's they, what they meant when they said he's starting the rest of the year. Just it's for the Texans. Which yeah, which, <laughs> which they should be, but like I don't think they have the assets to give up to get uh to, to give up a second not. or so to get uh Deshaun Watson. To me, I still think the Eagles are the dark horse that nobody's talking about for me personally. I think even though Glazer said they're out, which means say, if Glazer says they're out, that means they're out. But they're the ones that make the most sense with all the draft capital that they have. Yeah. For sure. Like Miami should just hold on to Tua instead of giving all that draft capital. Make your team I'm going to be talking about Tua a little bit uh, in, uh, here in the future here. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, another injury, Demi Brown. Diami. Demi. Diami. <laughs> no, I'm telling you to DM me the right name. Jesus. It's Diami. Yeah, Diami Brown got a knee injury. Thought to be minor. Out through the bye week. We'll reassess after the bye. Now, rookies. Now, we talked about rookie quarterbacks. Now let's talk about some rookie running backs and wide receivers. Um, if we had to redraft them all over, are we just doing this each by position? Are we going to rank them by position? We can do it either way. However, I mean, or overall, I think you want to do position. Yeah, let's just do it by position. I think position's the cleanest way to do that. Right. Either of you guys want to delete on this? Sure. Yeah. So so far this season, we haven't had a ton of. Uh, production from the rookie running backs. We've seen spot guys come in here and there, but it wasn't like last year where we had so many big names out there with Akers, Dobbins, uh, JT, CEH, like Swift, all like there were so many guys that had prominent, prominent roles. We don't really have that this season. We have one guy that as far as getting the opportunity, producing, like it's been there and that's been Najee Harris. Najee Harris so far, only playing six games, so he's behind some of the other guys that have played seven games. And this is where it gets a little weird um, as far as the bye weeks and stuff go. But he's been averaging 20.2 points per game, currently RB5 overall on the year. And he's kind of just stood above the rest as far as overall production. Where would you guys, obviously, you know, most people would have him at the top of the class. Where would you guys rank him as far as this class and then, all of the all of fantasy football running backs. I moved on. I moved Najee to my top five. Uh, me and Matt were talking about this on the way down. We went uh, out of town and got a cabin this weekend. Just him and I, a little romantic getaway. Uh, <laughs> not true, but <laughs> you, you and I did not go spend the weekend in a cabin together. We did spend a. Did weekend. we not drive down there together? We did drive together. Yes. Did we sleep in the same room? 
We did actually. Okay. Yeah. Enough said. Separate bunk beds <laughs> <laughs> with about eight, eight other guys. Um, <laughs> it got real crazy. Did that make it uh, better or worse? <laughs> better. It was guys weekend. But uh, we were talking and we, him and I both, we didn't know that we'd both done this. We talked about it on the show a little bit. Like I totally revamped my dynasty running back rankings and I moved a lot of youth up. Front. Sure. I moved Jonathan Taylor up to number one. I actually moved Derek Henry up to number two, which is Wow. Goodness gracious me, right? It's just, I think he's an outlier. I don't even I, know what to think right yeah, now. Yeah, me neither. I told you, no more slander. I had to, I had to do, I had to pay respects. I, I shook it. I think I moved Najee Harris up the top. Like, uh, I think I put Christian McCaffrey down to three. Then I moved Najee Harris up to like four or five. I moved, I moved, or DeAndre Swift up to three or four. And then Najee Harris. I moved all right these guys him. up, these guys significantly. So that's where I feel about him overall, Najee. So obviously he's still my running back one here uh, pretty easily. You know, uh, I, I I really like what I've seen out of Javante Williams. Like, I'm willing to admit, I'll put Javante ahead of Travis Etienne now. Uh, James Robinson there we has are. To do, James Robinson has something to do with that as well. Sure. Uh, move Etienne down He's a little bit there. He's played so well. But to me, it just comes down to, yeah, Javante looks good. Javante. Uh, he, he makes the most out of every single opportunity that he, he does. gets. He just doesn't get enough of them, unfortunately. He, he's actually, just like he did in college, he's leading the NFL in force missed tackles, yep. uh, which is incredible to do at this level and, and this early on so few opportunities because he's a guy that you would think would get better with time, with rhythm, things like that. Um, you know, Najee, going back to Najee real quick, I, what he's done has definitely been very, very impressive. Um, he's he's made the most of, of what he's been given. Um, I'm still worried about some of the efficiency. I'm still worried about just the overall team in general. I think he's, I think he's a very good player. I still don't know that he's special enough to be in my top five personally. Uh, but I understand why people would put him there. Anytime you have a guy in his rookie season that's putting up numbers like he is, that definitely warrants at least the conversation for it. So I don't knock anybody for doing it. I'm just not quite there yet. With yeah, him. Well, you should be there because he's on a five-year deal in Pittsburgh who's about to get a new quarterback. I know uh, Tomlin's come out, so he wants to get a veteran. Uh, but nonetheless... They're going to use Tomlin's not going anywhere and they're going to use him the same exact way. He made that very clear today. He, he's not going. Anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. he's, he's going to be a bell cow running back. So, and that's fine that he, if he's not overly efficient. I mean, if you had Melvin Gordon on your team for the last eight years, uh, you've been doing pretty well in a dynasty value. Well, it's just funny because I compared him to Melvin Gordon the other day and you hated that. I'm, I'm just talking about a player that I'm saying if you're if you're saying he's not a very efficient, I think he, I think he's pretty solid, and I think that's part of the reason I think Roethlisberger and Rivers have good parallels because they both check the da- the ball down to their running backs a lot, and that's part of the equation as to why both of them were successful in the passing game so much early on. So I just don't know if if there's a younger quarterback in there, a more athletic quarterback that he'll be able to do as much because he won't have as many opportunities. But he showed me what he could do with a very bad offensive line. He showed me that already. He showed me what, that he's very viable he in the has, passing game. But he hasn't done much with the bad offensive line. Yeah, but he's still producing. He's still producing at a fancy level. That's the thing. Receiving if, the football. They're going to have to rebuild his offensive line. So it's only going to get better. So he should get better sure. after that. I mean, his offensive line is arguably the worst offensive line in all of football. Absolutely. I mean, it's that bad. So It's bad. So you still have Javante one, right? I do. It, I have him back to back. So he's literally right behind yeah. him. You, I think saying. I think it's like seven and six or, or seven and eight or something like that. I, no, I think um, Najee has shown <sighs> shown me enough in the passing game. I wasn't sure he would be that, that I, I guess, involved in the passing game that I did bump him up above um, Javante. But it it's a fluid. Obviously, ranks are fluid. Um, For sure. It's not going to sit there forever. I, I do think Javante is a more talented back. He's just not getting the opportunity right now. And until he does, he's going to be behind Najee in my rankings. 
Yeah, it, it's good to like, it's good in Dynasty predict for the future, but you also like sometimes people are like oh um, they're not they're not far apart. Yeah, just, like the, oh they're in the sure. moment. Yeah, they're in the moment. Like yeah. everything's so fluid. Like it, we say in Dynasty all the time. Like I I've mentioned I mean it's come at many times over the last eight years about people going. Oh, my team looks so good on paper. When this guy hits and this guy gets his opportunity, when Javante finally gets to workload and this guy does this, and when he pans out here and they draft this guy, it's like, my team's going to be unstoppable for right. eight years straight. Never happens. Injuries occur. People fade out. People have a good year, then they have a bad year. People are good really one year, and then they're bad for the rest of the career. It happens all the time. So, And, and I had to come to that realization today. I have a true, I have a true contender. It was already on uh, the Dynasty GM. It was ranked as the number one team. Barely. It was very close. There were two teams right behind me, very close. And I have four 2023 first. You know how much I love that class. I've been preaching that class. I had a need at tight end, and I could use a little more depth at receiver. Trade two of those first in Hunter Henry. Got myself Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen today. It's I didn't want to give up those, but now I'm far and away the favorite. You're feeling good. And it gives me an opportunity to win the ship. So you're right. You know, we look on paper and you're like, oh man, my team will be so good when. And sometimes you just got to make sure you win it now. So on uh, fantasydata.com, Javante and Najee Harris are both at 0.82 fantasy points per opportunity. So that's a target or attempt. So they're both tied they're, per opportunity. Cool. And I like awesome. them both. Yeah, I think they're pretty, it's pretty fair. It's like for my dice rings, it's like what can I get the most out of right now and the future? I mean, so it's like that one more year of Najee Harris just out ways Javante Williams. You know I mean, it's just that yeah, one season, more year yeah. I have that I'm getting, you know, a top five fantasy football running back now. So if you would have Javante one, yeah, he might be good next year, which I expect him to be because he's looked really good. But I just missed a whole year of having a top five fantasy football running back now. And we know, you know, how volatile this position is that every year counts as For a sure. running back one. Absolutely. So I think it's pretty set in in stone that we both have Javante and Najee one and two. Me and Matt have Najee Javante. You have Javante Najee. Yeah, and they're like I said, they're back to back in my ranks. So the big thing comes here Three. is who's the th- third running back. Yep. And now let's be fair. We're talking about guys like Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard, Michael Carter, Elijah Mitchell, Khalil Herbert, Trey Sermon, Ramondre Stevenson, and Travis Etienne. Um, these are the guys left. For me, it's still going to be Etienne. Um, I love I love his tape. I love what he did. I love how. Productive he was at Clemson. I love the fact that he's a first-round pick in Jacksonville. I love the fact that him and Trevor Lawrence have a really good rapport, and there's not a lot of weapons out there in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. James Robinson looks good back-to-back years. That kind of hurts him a little bit. Uh, that's why we'll, be, we'll, we'll move him down, but they're still invested in him for a first-round pick. Even, right. if, even if Herb went, the GM's invested in Travis Etienne in the first-round pick. He's going to get an opportunity. So for me, he's still easily my third running back here. Me too. I don't think any of these other guys have jumped out quite enough to to pass him up at this point, even though he hasn't played a single down this year. So. And, and none of them have a clear path to a major role. The only one potentially you could say would be Michael Carter probably has the clearest path, but he still just hasn't taken advantage of that situation yet. Um, he's had some good games, right. um, but he hasn't done any of those. He's had some good fantasy games. Right, who's he's, that? Yeah, you know, Michael Carter. Michael Carter. But he hasn't had that like big breakout NFL game. He hasn't. He yeah, hasn't. but when we're talking about, um, like even Elijah Mitchell, I think has done more to to kind of solidify himself. I would agree Michael with Carter. that. But he's getting better though. Michael Carter's getting better every single week. But he's you wouldn't ahead. put Michael Carter ahead of Etn though, right? No, I would not. But okay, I, I'm. I let me. I would be closer to put him there. I had a stat on here on him because uh, when we talk about Michael Carter next show, okay. 
He's actually one of my uh, dynasty right. buys. Right. So for me, he's somebody. The stats I have on here for him. Um, we'll we'll, we'll so save, save it. Yeah, we'll absolutely, save it for the show. absolutely save it for yep. the uh, nerd or show. So so I think we're three for three on Travis Etienne would be third then yeah. in our rankings definitely. So would Michael Carter be fourth for you? Elijah Mitchell, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, like who who comes after that? Because it's kind of a big tier. I think it is those three um, for sure. That's a hard one to break up. I mean, it, it, you know, my initial reaction is Elijah Mitchell because he's played well. It looks like he's in in the favor of, of the coaching staff there, but that could change literally in an instant. Sure, it feels like so. Um, that that makes that makes me want to lean a different direction. I I honestly don't love anything going on in Philadelphia enough to, no. to say Kenneth Gainwell can be this guy. So it is between for me Michael Carter and Elijah Mitchell. I think I'll probably go Elijah Mitchell as as my fourth, um, just because just I I see higher upside there. Yeah. So here's how I, the way I feel about it. The upside there, Elijah Mitchell has played uh, in four games, averaging twelve point two fantasy points per game. Trey Sermon's been just a complete wasteland behind there. Been benched now. You really get a lot of carries and they trade up for him. He offers a lot of upside. Like you said, he offers a lot of upside. I like Michael Carter. Um, I like the way he's been used. Uh, he's slowly getting used a little bit more, a mm-hmm. little bit more here. Very viable in the passing game. They're about to get Mekhi Becton back here a little bit more too. Khalil, uh, Kyle Shanahan, so iffy with that running back. You know what I mean? Like, it's so iffy. That's what worries me the most about, and about it, picking him. And forward. it worries me enough that I'd be willing to take – I would rank the next three here, Michael Carter, Elijah Mitchell, and then I would have Gainwell and Chuba Hubbard pretty close for me. And the reason I would have Chuba Hubbard kind of close is because Christian McCaffrey pretty hasn't much played football in two years. And, you know, one thing you see in football, when guys start to miss time, like this amount of time, like consecutively, like it doesn't get better. Definitely the running back position. Now, maybe Christian McCaffrey can get over this and be healthy forever. He but absolutely could. Right now, I mean, Chuba Hubbard's been pretty efficient. He's getting out there giving you close to double-digit fantasy points. Like, so, again, I'm talking about him as my seventh. Sit, what are we on here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh rookie. You know what I mean? Right. Out here, so I have him as my seventh rookie overall. So I'm not saying, oh, Chuba Hubbard's a man. But amongst what's left, like, he offers a clearer path to, like, opportunity. Um, but we already talked about Gainwell in, in order, and I – I'm going to talk about Michael Carter a little bit more here after this. Right. But for me, I think it goes right now we're at where I stand would be Najee, Javante, ETN, Michael Carter, Elijah Mitchell, Kenneth Gainwell, Chuba Hubbard. That's how I would go down on him. So you would go down on him. I would, I'm here to please. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I have the same top three as you, but then it would be it would be Mitchell, Carter, um, mm-hmm. and, and Gainwell. And and to, to take it that one next step further, I think I would rather have Khalil Herbert over Chuba Hubbard. I think I've seen more out of him. I know that his opportunity might evaporate here um, when David Montgomery comes back, but same thing could happen with Chuba Hubbard. I just, I, I've seen, I think, I just like what I see more out of Khalil Herbert. We'll put it that way. I like what I see. I like everything I see in Khalil Herbert too. His explosiveness is, yeah. is. But when David Montgomery comes back, David Montgomery's looked really good this last year and a half. He's going to have to like split carries with David Montgomery. I know. Well, I, same thing, Chuba Hubbard. Though I mean, like, which is like, fair. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, 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 I. That's why I said I said clear path to sure. Chuba. Oh, that's yeah. what I, I like Khalil Herbert a ton. I like his college tape, you know. But for me, it's just. 
if McCaffrey's going to stay at this pace of getting hurt, like Huber, Hubbard's going to have a more clear path to opportunity with, uh, you know, him, Deshaun Watson, DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, <laughs> Robbie Anderson. Deshaun Watson. Watson. Uh, one guy we haven't touched on uh, that I think is, is worth talking about is Ramondre Stevenson. And he's a, he's a difficult one because it's similar to Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon where it all depends on Belichick's mood. It all depends on, you know, if he missed a blocking assignment or fumbled that game, where he's going to be. I mean, at the end of the Cowboys game, he was starting to look like he was really gaining some traction there. He had the touchdown. He had three receptions, but there was a late fumble. I think he recovered it, but there was a late fumble. And uh, I was talking to a buddy that watches uh, Cowboys games real closely. And he was talking about how he was like, he missed a couple blocking assignments there at the end. And then this past week, he wasn't active, not even active. So, you know, that's the tough part is even though I do think he has some upside as well, it's just so difficult to trust. So uh, him, Trey Sermon is, you know, there's a chance that he could make He's still a rookie. I don't want to bury him yet, but he's basically at the level of Jarrett Patterson, Kylan Hill, like yep. all of these depth pieces with upside, but they're nothing more. Like I'm not, I'm never giving up more than a third at best case scenario for any one of those guys at this point. And Alec Ramondre Stevenson say I had him and Khalil Herbert pretty equal. Um, mm-hmm. Those were the two backs outside the main ones. I said had a good opportunity that got opportunity from their right. college tape alone. I liked what they did uh, on film. So after that, I mean, yeah, all these guys are pretty close, right? Like I think I, the, the most surprising person here that you never would have guessed definitely when he was going to first round, not too long ago. And it's, it, I just like the comparison of like when everybody's drafting Jamal Williams, like why draft Jamal Jamal Williams or you just take Aaron Jones? Sure. I said the same thing about Trey Sermon. Even sometimes people are like, oh, you're Ohio State homer, but that's not true. Like, why would you take Trey Sermon when you just draft Elijah Mitchell? You know, he had, he had, he had just as good as tape. Of all the guys we named here, Trey Sermon's probably last on the list. Yep. And he would have been third, third on this list. Fourth at worst. Four months ago? Well, not third. He would have been He would have been fourth. fourth or fifth. Yeah. Fourth or fifth. We had the big Well, oh, yeah, because of ETN. I, yeah. I kind of forgot yep. about ETN. But, yeah. So, uh, fourth. He so would have been fourth. Yeah, fourth or fifth. But, yeah, I, and that's we, – we did talk about that a little bit where, you know, don't don't take these running backs over these wide receivers. This is a very good wide receiver class. I know you need depth at your running back position, but don't reach for running backs when there are so many good wide receivers in that same range. And if you took Trey Sermon – or, or or even Michael Carter, who's been better, but you there's a chance that you missed out on Rondale Moore, you missed out on Kadarius Tony, you missed out on Elijah Moore, you missed out on uh, Rashad Bateman, you missed out on, and not all of those guys have played amazingly, but I would still rather have any one of those guys over Trey Sermon and most of them over Michael Carter as well right now. I was taking Michael Carter over Trey Sermon the whole time. I remember we talked about it in uh, early in the year during the rookie draft for the, our long-term 18-year-old dynasty league. I traded back into the first uh, or a running back. Everybody's like, oh, Rich is training up for Trey Sermon. I texted Matt. Like, everybody thinks I'm taking Trey Sermon, but I'm taking a better running back. I'm taking Michael Carter here. And you did trade right up above me, and I was like, yeah, I would totally take Michael Carter. And then I ended up getting Trey Sermon, which sucked. But at the time, you probably weren't too upset. I wasn't like, I wasn't broke up about it. I did get, I backed him up with Elijah Mitchell in like the fifth round. So it worked out. It worked out even better. Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was never, I I actually don't have any shares except for, I think I might have one Michael Carter, but I don't have shares of either one of those guys. They, I was always lower on those two. I was a big Gainwell guy and that was kind of the guy that I hyped up, which, 
He's playing well, but it's still, he's in Philly. So who knows? He's in Philly. It's a dumpster fire. He wears number 14, so I just hate seeing it. <laughs> um, I've got some Michael Carter stats here, too. For he, He's my buy for the Nerd Herd episode. So obviously, if you don't listen to Nerd Herd, we do our buys and sells for the week. Uh, so obviously, we'll be talking about Michael Carter. If you want to turn in the episode, all you got to do is join the Nerd Herd today. Yeah, you do. And you get not only the extra podcast, you get the Dynasty Nerds film room, which is going to become real come in handy as we Can't update to film like season. 75 we'll games season. a week on top of there. You get the rankings, the nerd score. Um, and so, and obviously you get the Dynasty GM, which is the greatest Dynasty tool in the world. Uh, so to make sure you check that out. Now let's get in here, talk about some of these wide receivers real quick as we're 36 minutes in here. I think clearly the number one here without a doubt, a guy who yep. I moved up my ranking significantly Somebody who we none of us had as their wide receiver one. We, we all, all had Devontae Smith yep. as our wide receiver one. Swing and um, a miss. Swing and a miss on that yep. because Jar, Jamar Chase is doing things that rookies have never done before. He's averaging 20.9 points per game. He's currently wide receiver three overall. Um, it, that rapport with Joe Burrow is just really – that was I – mean, He got off to a slow he's, start. He's pretty talented. Right? And he got yeah. in the preseason, but now it's clicking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's an argument made here the fact that he's 21 years old. I wouldn't do it, but there's an argument to be made on the hype, the fact that Joe Burrow's there, and that, that connection is going there forever, that Jamar Chase is the dynasty wide receiver one overall, and you can make a case to take Jamar Chase, honestly, number one overall in dynasty. I'm not... Again, I'm not I'm not preaching this, but there's a case there. The, the kid's already wide receiver. It's not three. crazy. No. Um. It, it. Nobody. All the other wide receivers are out there, right? Nobody's banged up. Nobody's hurt. We're starting to see some of these you know, the other veterans starting to get a little bit older. You know, like DeAndre Hopkins, those mainstays, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. They're all 28, um, 29. The, the new fresh batch is Ceedee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, yep. Calvin Ridley, then Jamar Chase. So the only don't one forget about my boy Terry. And Terry McLaurin. He's played really well. He's played year. really well. But so if you if you look from that standpoint of a young group of wide receivers, right? So you eliminate the Tyree Kills, Devontae Adams, those guys. Out of those guys, who would you say that you would significantly want over Jamar Chase? I mean, Nobody significantly, wise, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I love CeeDee Lamb's tape more than I love Jamar's tape, Jamar Chase's college tape. I do. But he's still got Amari Cooper there. He's still got Zeke Elliott there, right? That's that's a lot to compete. He hasn't done a whole lot all year from a, a bona fide stud st- uh, fantasy standpoint. Been a little hit and miss. Justin Jefferson, the man, but his quarterback situation is going to be in flux here within, if not next year, within the next couple of years here. He'll probably have a new quarterback there. Um, Calvin Ridley, same situation. Um, not doing what he's supposed to do when he's put front and center here with Matt Ryan to be the guy. Our number one concern that Kyle for Pitts most al- people was. Al- almost already looks like the more dominant player. Out yeah. Of the two of them. So. That was a concern. Terry yep. McLaurin, who's his quarterback going to be? I don't. I mean, I think he's quarterback proof, obviously, sure. from what he's done. But the, the case here then is obviously Jamar Chase, first round pick, not not going anywhere. The Bengals re-sign their guys every time. Joe Burrow, not going anywhere. This is a, a parent, a duo that you're going to have for the next ten years in dynasty, and that is when you when you get something like that laid out in front of you. If there's a player like Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, with those mild uncertainties, right? Those mild uncertainties, that's where I get to the point that leads me up to Jamar Chase being the one because, all right, worst worst case, maybe he's like wide receiver five. You know? Yeah. A bump like that. Obviously, we've seen Calvin Ridley 
way worse than that. There's a mild hiccup. Justin Jefferson's doing just fine. But there's, a, you know what I mean? Nobody else is dominating at this kind of level or this high up. Justin Jefferson was wide receiver four from week three on going on in there. But, I mean, that's my case for Jamar Chase. It's like he looks so damn good he does. already. If I if somebody took him one, one I'm almost talking myself into it. Like if somebody took Jamar <laughs> Chase 1-1 one, one overall, I wouldn't be like, whoa, what are you doing there, Kimosabi? I'm okay Absolutely. with it. Because, again, when you do a startup draft with your first round pick, what are you looking for? You're looking for long. Not only are you looking for a high point total, but you're looking for longevity. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase gives you, he's 21 years old. He gives you all of that. Like Absolutely. It's, it's almost a can't miss pick. And it's what you can't do in the first round yeah. is take a Saquon Barkley and miss. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and he's getting two points. He's getting two points higher than Justin Jefferson. Over two <laughs> points over the over CD Lamb per, on, a, on a points per game basis. Obviously, you know, you're going to be getting down pretty far when you're when you're looking at AJ Brown. He's had some pretty bad games early. He started off slow, yeah. Yeah. So, up and. so he is he's separating himself a little bit and, and kind of putting himself on a pedestal. And and it's he's obviously far, you know, exceeded everyone's expectations. Absolutely. Even if you had him as your number one wide receiver this year, he's he's blowing that out of the water. So so he is, I think, in the conversation for the for the wide receiver one. I mean or I mean, when you're one talking one. wide receiver one, he's you're talking almost one one overall because that is where you generally want to start your your you know your dynasty startup. Clearly, the one one for the last two years, even if you went to the start of this year, has been Christian McCaffrey. Right. Would you if you had Jamar Chase right now on your dynasty team? Say you have Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I approach you. Hey, I'll give you Christian McCaffrey for Jamar Chase. What are you telling me? Well, that's that's tough. I mean, obviously, three weeks ago, it's it's a slam dunk, but now now that now everything's that's three changed. Weeks ago. You're right. Yep. Um, everything right. has changed. If I approach you right now, and you have you have you have Jamar Chase, and I'm just like, I'm gonna give you Christian McCaffrey. Would you take that trade? I would say no in a heartbeat. I, I don't think it'd be a heartbeat for me, but I'd probably end up saying no. Garrett. It's so it's so if difficult. This feels so wrong. Yeah, I know to that's why like, it couldn't say it in a screw heartbeat. Screw you, Christian McCaffrey. It's but, not screw you. It's that that doesn't mean screw you. No, no, no. I know, I know. But but you're inv- you have to make this investment for your dynasty team. You're, I, you're one's pro- a running back. First are you, of all, are you going to have Randy years. Moss for the next eight years? I, I, I'm probably taking Jamar Chase, and and honestly, it was it, it wasn't like we buried him. We had him as our wide receiver too. In my nerd score over the past two years, he was my third ranked receiver behind Smith and Ceedee Lamb. So it wasn't like we buried him. But obviously, it was it was a miss on our part to not him have him as the one overall. But you're right. I don't think anyone saw. This coming, right. um, but obviously I would have loved going back in time. I would have loved to have put him as my my wide receiver one. He's clearly that guy. I love the offense. I love the player. And yeah, I mean, I, I was I was wrestling with that this week. And where do I put him in my dynasty rankings? Because I could make you know you made the argument for one, and I think it's a legitimate argument. Um, I wouldn't have any problem anywhere in the top six or so. I think is is fine. Uh, but I, I really do need to think about it more this week and really compare him to all these other guys because th- there is a very strong case that he could be the top overall guy. Yeah, I got to move most significantly because uh, I'm more just like talking out here, which is it's the best way to get value and die. It's just have conversation. It's why you listen to podcasts, right? right. It's like so you can talk things out because sometimes as you're just talking about it, it just makes sense, right? Like same, same thing about the Christian McCaffrey thing. Like he's, whoa, he's higher in my ranks. But like, dude, would I really want Christian McCaffrey over Jamar Chase? Would I want any running back? over Jamar Chase. Honestly, I, I moved Jonathan Taylor to my 1-1 one, one running back. I would rather have Jamar Chase than Jonathan Taylor. I just would because it's a other running back position. I would just rather have him. I'd rather have Jamar Chase than Tyree Kill, 
who's my dynasty wide receiver one before that. So like, to me, it comes down to like, who did I really have really high? To me, the young guys, it was CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. So do I have Jamar Chase or CeeDee Lamb? That's what it comes down to me for those guys. And so it's a tough call. Um, Jill, so the next wide receiver, we're obviously getting real good here on time. Uh, <laughs> these conversations here. Wide receiver two for us, is it, we had Devontae Smith as number one. Can he hang there as, our, my, as your number two? Uh, currently, it's wide receiver 37, 11.2 points per game. I, I still love the talent. I hate the situation. I'd love to see him with the mustache for a little bit and see what he <laughs> could do. Um, but Jalen Waddell has looked so explosive. He would be the guy that's obviously, in my mind, I'm jostling back and forth with uh, Jalen Waddell and, and Devontae Smith at this point. I really, I, Devontae Smith is going to stay at number two for me. I mean, he should. I mean, I want to keep him at number one. It just could not happen. So I can't put him below to, I think, number two. Uh, he, he's still pretty confidently number two for me. Yes, there have been some games where, you know, he's he's not produced amazingly well, but this is just an offense that's, it's the whole entire offense is just struggling, unfortunately. But there have been a lot of moments where you see him do things. You see him run routes. You see him make plays. And you're like, oh, man, that that guy is there. And he's had some touchdowns called back as well, which has been really, really unfortunate because that's a good confidence booster for guys like him is just getting getting those points, getting those touchdowns, making those big plays. So to see those be called back is, is always frustrating as well. I still think he is a wide receiver one in the NFL. I think his talent is there. I, I, th it's easy over a two or three week period where things haven't gone amazingly well to get frustrated, to get nervous. It, we shouldn't even base that short of a time period on any player, but especially rookies. So even though I think Jamar Chase has shown enough to definitely be the top guy, I, I, I still believe a lot in Devonta Smith, and I still think he's a very talented wide receiver. Yeah, I still love him. Uh, my top three, and it was like my own tier. And I said before, I had it, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, And I was really big on Jalen Waddle this year. Um, I remember when Jared texted me earlier, he's like, oh, if you love Henry Ruggs, you're going to love Jalen Waddle." And I and I, and I I loved him. I, I had him pretty high. I think it was the highest of us three on Jalen Waddle. I'm saying thing with Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is actually probably a pretty, not a buy low because it's not like his price has dropped, but I think that price has dropped a little bit from where it was four months ago. Sure. And I'm buying that uh, dip 100% because I think, uh, Jalen Hurts is holding him back. And I think once they get better up their quarterback situation, I, I think Devonta Smith has a very, very bright future. You bet. You mentioned explosiveness with Jalen Waddle. God forbid they get Deshaun Watson and Waddle together, and they get like pull the wool fuller and like, take the well, top off. Honestly, of two has played a lot better. He's actually he's looking. Spoiler good. alert: He's my buy for the next episode. I'm going to talk about him. But. He's looking, but he's not Deshaun Watson. No, no, that's, he's not Deshaun Watson. That's all I mean by but, that. But if I'm the Dolphins, I would rather keep Tua and all, all of those, those draft yeah, picks and build around him personally. So that's those are me. our top three. We have to get to our sponsors here real quick because we have a couple things. <laughs> I don't know where we're at in time now, but we're getting, we're getting deep 46. into it. 46. So we're almost at the end of the show. We haven't done our mid-show sponsors, but that's fine. <laughs> that's why I was like 36 earlier. So, so, we'll get there. <laughs> so instead of the same time, because we have a couple guys that we do our buy or cry from Garrett here. Yep. How about this? How about we just... For the rest of the three, we, we don't we won't go in depth about it strictly because we don't have time. If you want to talk about it, we're on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. We're there. You can communicate. We'll talk back. Um, I'll give you my guys in order after those three. I'm going Elijah Moore. I'm going Rashad Bateman. I'm going Terrace Marshall. 
I'm going Rondell Moore. I'm going, oh, God, Kadarius Tony looked pretty damn good in those games. Back it up. I'm going Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman. Do it. Kadarius yes, Tony. that's mine. All right. Kadarius Tony, he looked too damn good uh, in that limited time frame. I want to see how he does with everybody else, but he, I really like the routes he was running. Terrace Marshall, Rondale Moore, Amon Rush, Brown. Couldn't have done it better myself, sir. Exact same list. Continue. All right. Well, you guys are boring. Uh, <laughs> for me after that, then it's going to be Rashad Bateman first, then Elijah Moore. I really loved Bateman's tape. He's looking like that guy even coming They're off so the injuries. Close. Those two um, are very close. But, yeah, I do love Moore. It's just it's been tough. He's been getting open, just not getting the ball as much. So that's been tough. He made a touchdown last week on a handoff, and, yeah. he, and he ran really well through the traffic. He looked really yeah. good. Yeah, he he's, made he's a talented player. Yeah. Um, so he Bateman and, and more. So I have those flipped. Uh, I would be going. <sighs> Tony looked really good. I'm probably going Tony then more. So I have more spot higher uh, than, than Marshall. And then um, uh, I might have Amon Ra over Marshall. I haven't been impressed with Marshall overall so far. All right, guys, my bookie, my bookie. What is a lock? A lock is simply put a bet. You can't lose. And with my bookie, you can't lose with the NBA lock of the season. When you bet on either team to score between the Dallas Mavericks or the Denver Nuggets this Friday, you win. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you know this is a sure bet. Place your bet. They score. You win. It's that easy. Get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and throw down on UFC 267. This weekend, my bookie is also giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship fight between uh, Jan Blakowicz and Glover Texera. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, so don't wait. Head to mybookie.ag now and use the promo code NERDS and get in on the NBA lock of the season. That's promo code NERDS. It's a lock. Get your season started with a win. Thank me later. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I had uh, last week my, uh, my, uh, my teaser didn't do overly terrific i haven't looked at the lines yet today i've been super busy but tomorrow i'll be placing my three-team teaser if you want it you know where to get it on twitter my bookie promo code nerds and i don't know if you guys have seen it as much as i have but Uh all of a sudden i've been seeing prediction strike all over the place these these guys are blowing up i'm seeing ads for them everywhere i'm seeing people talk about them this is a great, great platform. We were talking about the cryptocurrency stuff before the show. This is this is better than cryptocurrency for you guys on here because this is what you know. I'm trying to learn cryptocurrency and I'm struggling. Uh, but fortunately, you know about these football players. You know about these NBA players. You know if what direction they're trending. Right now might be a great time to buy Elijah Moore because he's down. This would be a perfect opportunity to scoop up some shares of a guy like that. And best of all, you can do that for free with the promo code Dynasty with your first deposit of $20 or more. Do it on the website, do it on the app, doesn't matter. But with the promo code Dynasty, you get a free share of any player with your first deposit of $20 or more. PredictionStrike.com. Yeah, another reason to hit me up on Twitter, if you know about crypto and you got the ends, hit me up. I want to be rich too. <laughs> Wait, you are rich. I want to be richer. 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 Richard. Yeah. Just, dude, that's the one thing about being rich, named Rich, is you meet people like, hey, I'm rich. I'm like, oh, are you really? Or, oh, I wish I was rich. Mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I've only heard that joke five million times. I've, uh, I got the prices wrong a lot. You guys Cavs fans at all? Cavs? Cavs? Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers? Yeah. yeah I've seen them too. Okay. Yeah. You seen their rookie? Evan Mobley? Yeah. 
Yeah, led the team in uh, contested Stud. shots. Seventy-two. Yeah. NBA, NBA people are going nuts about him. Oh, how, really? how good he's looked. Yeah. Now, since LeBron left, because I'm a fair weather basketball fan, I'm a total fair weather basketball fan. Because of basketball, okay. I'm totally fair weather. That's all right. Um, I, to the point where I had Cavs season tickets the whole time LeBron was here. Uh, I haven't. I haven't really. I'm following. The, I always follow the box score and see how the Cavs are doing. And I was real interested in Mobley this year, so I'm yeah, trying he's to follow it. And if, when I'm reading, when I'm seeing, he's playing pretty. I bought well. a ton of his shares on Prediction Strike. That's what made me bring there him up. There you go. Before nice. the season. Rich. Fifteen percent, baby. Yeah. Anything that help me become more wealthy, please hit me up on Nice Rich. I could really <laughs> use that. Um, it would make sense. So I could be rich too. There you go. That's like that joke I heard today. Like, do you know, ten plus ten and eleven plus eleven equal the same thing? Huh? No, it doesn't. All right, stop. Let's move on. Ten plus ten and eleven plus eleven equal the same thing. Twenty and twenty-two. Yeah, twenty and twenty-two. Twenty also. <laughs> giggle giggle uh, alright let's Garrett, do give let's, us your little shindig you got going on alright let's do everyone's favorite game show as of tonight buy or cry <laughs> buy or cry I'm gonna give you the Why? name of a player and you're gonna tell me if you wanna buy or if you just wanna cry because their value is just all gone is there no in between here nope just buy or cry this, I was like where's the in between at like, okay buy cry or whelmed those are your options. Okay. It comes I'm full totally, circle. Totally whelmed by this player. They're whelmed. Uh, all right. Buy or cry, Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill so far this season is averaging 17.2 points per game. Last year, when he was quarterback seven, he was averaging 21.9. Will you buy or cry? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. He's starting to hit his groove right now. You see him do the Air Jordan into the NA, once he scores. That's it. He start, they're, they're starting to click a little bit. I mean, obviously, the new offensive coordinator this this season started off a little bit slow. I feel like their pieces are finally getting back together um, and, and healthy. Julio was there. A.J. Brown was there this past week. and, and Upsetting the Chiefs. Yeah, and they, up, they went in there, upset the Chiefs. They look good doing it. So me, personally, I think their brighter days are to come here for Mr. Taney Hill. Yeah, versus Chiefs, he was quarterback number 11 overall last week, which is pretty solid. Currently quarterback number 18 on the year. So this was like the first one of the gates where like, I'm just very whelmed. You know what I mean? Like if there's a dip to go out there and buy Tannehill, like, okay. But it's super, I mean, you're only talking super flex, really. Only in super flex, for sure. But for, yep. You know, the last two years have been pretty spoiled with Arthur Smither um, as quarterback eight and quarterback number seven overall. Quarterback 11, like this week, so they can find a groove there. That'd be pretty nice. Derrick Henry stole a touchdown pass from him, so it could have been a little bit higher sure. this week as well. So for me, if I have if I have Tannehill, like I'm just very whelmed. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm okay. Like I'm not... I'm not sad by any means, like because every like I, I understand these last couple of years have been a gift, right? Like getting quarterback eight overall, like we knew this had to like level out at some point where right. he's gonna drop down about quarterback eleven, quarterback twelve, eighteen's a little bit bigger of a dip that I would like, but I so mean, I'm a buy if you're getting him at QB 18 prices because I think he's yes. going to be doing better. That yes. so yeah. let me explain uh, you know exactly what I meant by that. No, and I think I would buy too, even you know even at QB 15 prices. You know, sure. I would I would be willing to buy him as a mid range. QB two, because I think he's going to finish the year probably as a high end QB two. So I think you're going to get a little boost on your investment there. Uh, maybe the biggest buy or cry on the entire list comes in here as our second guy, Mr. Allen 
Robinson. Allen Robinson last year averaged 16.4 points per game. Mr. Quarterback Proof himself. And uh, what is that? What is happening? (laughs) Sarah Smith. (laughs) This is high quality production, folks. What are we doing? Rich's phone. (laughs) Allen Robinson. Broken heart. He's crying. Clearly. The song's called Crying by Aerosmith. I gonna, know you're too They're going to copyright our YouTube video. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> Let's edit that part out. <laughs> that, was right. Jer- that was Jeremy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Allen Robinson averaged 16.4 points per game last year. Uh, we always had talked about how he's quarterback proof. Didn't matter who he's playing with. Blake Bortles, Nick Foles. Didn't matter. He was, he was the guy. And, uh, yeah, this year he is not quarterback proof. He has dropped all the way down to 7.7 points per game. You're still playing this. What are you doing? (laughs) We're doing a professional production here. I'm slow dancing with myself. (laughs) Anyway, we're all crying, I think, (laughs) after what Richard's doing here. Tears of joy, tears of sadness. (laughs) (laughs) But Allen Robinson, he is no longer quarterback proof. He is not. Will you? Are you willing to buy him, or are you just going to cry, leave him alone, don't want to touch him? Oh me! I've I've always been a leave leave Allen Robinson <laughs> alone type, so I'm definitely not going to go buy now. Um, but he, clearly, he's going to have some sort of rebound next year. So if you get him at an extreme value, he's definitely I, worth the purchase. I think he's a good yeah. like rebuild kind yeah. of buy because I don't want him this season. I don't want to touch him this season. But he's on the franchise tag this year. He did not want to be here. He was, and there was a question whether he would even sign the franchise tag. Like, it was looking a little ugly for a second. Things kind of smoothed over a little bit. There's even an outside chance he could be traded. I, I don't know. So, I, if I'm a contender, it's usually the opposite. If you're getting a 28-year-old receiver, usually it's because you're a contender. But I think this is actually a buy situation for a rebuild team because you're going to be getting them for pennies on the dollar. You could probably get them for a second-round pick right now. And you think so? You might. Be, I don't know. You but might that be able first to. Tag I'm buying all day, and, and that's what I meant by like if, maybe if two you're, seconds. If, if I don't you're know. Getting that sort of deep discount. I'm. I'm in. If not, I, I don't know that I love his like long term. He is he 27 or 28? I think 28. he's 28 years. And old. And then he's going to be changing teams. Who knows? You know, it'll I mean, be the first time he did it. It wouldn't be the first time, but who knows what kind of situation he's going to be in there. Um, He's got nowhere to go really but up, though, right? Because, I mean, this is the worst 7. situation. 7 points per game. Yeah. That's wildly bad. He's 28. He's 28. Okay. And, and Called it. He, he, was, he, was, he was thrown to like four times last, last – uh, he was targeted four times last week. So it's got to get better. He, he has a prorated, I think, salary of about $9 million. So it might be difficult for a trade at this point because there's not a lot of teams out there with a need that have, that have $9 million under the cap at this point. Right. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it. it you, I mean, stranger things have happened. We have one week until the trade deadline. This, I think, next Tuesday will be, will be the trade deadline. So I guess we'll find out. But I would imagine Allen Robinson for the rest of the season is just going to stink. And then, you know, you might even get a chance somewhere further down the line. If somebody that has Allen Robinson on his team maybe needs somebody else, you might be able to get him even cheaper if you wait a little bit. But Yeah, I went to uh, look up some trades for him. I wasn't able to, to uh, do it. Something locked me out or whatever. But uh, regardless, let's move on to our next guy here. Uh, this was This one's kind of probably the most surprising one, if I had to say, of all the guys here. Darren Waller. 
is on the buy or cry list. Darren Waller averaging 17.4 points per game last year. And uh, this year, only 13.8. So about a four-point drop in points per game there. Then, on top of that, he was injured this week. Is this an ultimate buy window, or are you just kind of leaving it alone and, and just crying to yourself? This is a weird one for me, because obviously he came out the gates with that 19-target game in the first week, and it was all about Darren Waller. And and we, I think, all assumed, hey, this is going to be – I mean, no We're one the is, same from the past two years. Yeah, no one assumes that he's going to get 19 every single week. But a, a big chunk was Nine, going, 10 targets, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's been 19 and then 7, 7, 7, 8. Five and then last week he was injured and didn't play, so it has been odd usage. I'm not sure if they're just trying to get some other guys more involved, a la like a Henry Ruggs yep. and obviously Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro. Can't gotta get his gotta get Hunter Renfro involved. Um, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned he's, he's averaging 13 points per game, but if you eliminate that big week one where you have the targets, he's actually tied in 12 on a year and he's averaged 11.3 points per game um, since then. So if you just eliminate that game, he's actually down again once you're. Once you're down that quarterback 12 range, you're not in a great range. You're, to be you're, in, yeah, you're you in know? the Hunter Henry range. I think he's averaging a little over 10 points a game. He's got two more points than Mo Alley Cox over the last, uh, since week two. Two more points to Tyler Higby. He's only got somebody who's been a part-time player. Six more points than Ricky Seals-Jones. So it's been a huge mess appointment. You're absolutely crying if you got Darren Waller because... It's been a massive disappointment. You you traded for a guy you expect to be tight end number one overall. I'll be even possibly Travis Kelsey this year. You traded for somebody that you thought was going to dominate and give you the edge, and he just has not done it. And right now, new coach coming in, going to be a new staff. You mentioned the young wide receivers there with Henry Ruggs uh, and Ryan, Ryan Edwards. Edwards. They have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. The, Derek Carr's looked absolutely terrific over the – all season, to be honest with you, what the other game he completed was like 31 of 34 or something like that, like something gross. Like Derek Carr's look fantastic. So I think Darren Waller will rebound. But I mean, again, this is a player that we're going in week eight, like rebound in week nine, week 10, week 11. I mean, yeah, that's great. But dude, like if you have Darren Waller, you have him because you're a championship caliber team. It's the only reason you have Darren Waller. Right. So, and what the problem is too, if you have Darren Waller, is you're probably most likely thinner at that position because you made moves and you have a good tight end. You're going to make a move because you have Darren Waller. That's the kind of player he is. He's the elite of the elite. So mm-hmm. it's a massive cry because it's been a massive cry of disappointment and he's hurting your team. Um, these championship windows are only open so long and every year counts. So he's put a hindrance on that window from week two on being quarter tight end number 12 overall. I mean, you literally could walk into your waiver wire and pick up a guy like Mo Alley Cox or made a trade and done better. No thought, no offense doing significantly, significantly better. Dalton Schultz doing significantly better. Mike Kosicki, my guy who I predicted as a top six, uh, dynasty tight end this year doing way better. Like, and if you tell me right now, who could I have Mike Kosicki or Darren Waller in dynasty? That's a hard decision for me to make right now. Wow. You know, somebody's gonna be a 29 year old tight end. Who again? Darren Waller's awesome by any means. Darren Waller is twenty nine. He'll 29 be thirty next year. Or twenty six year old Mike Kosicki, yeah. who is uber athletic and has looked fantastic. I mean, we did a whole in depth thing about Mike Kosicki this summer, like how much we. I know you liked him as well, absolutely. And how much I loved Kosicki and how I thought. I think in my bold predictions, I don't know if he was in that show or not. Like how I had him high him though. But if you ask me right now, like if I have Darren Waller or Mike Kosicki in Dynasty going forward, like I feel like I'd slightly lean. Kasicki, which is kind of crazy, but it might be caught. You might say, hell, you're just living in your moment, living in the moment. But again, we're eight weeks in 
in this offense. And we have no idea what's coming here in the future with a new head coach sure. or what's going to happen there. So I'm crying. Uh, I'm still, I'm still buying. I actually think this is an amazing buy window. Uh, you, especially on tight end, there's just so few of them uh-huh. to go around. Even, even if 13.8 is what he is forever, let's say he averages 13.8 for the rest of his That's career. Great. He's still a top five tight end. Yes. And I think it's worth at 29 is not the youngest, obviously, but I still think he's got two, three, Maybe got, even four yeah. years left. I yeah. think I think that's his window. Yeah. I probably overblew it a little bit by there. Like, so can we get Gasicki for sure? But like, it is. I'm saying it's, it's closer than I want really, it to be. It's really close with him and Gasicki right there. To be fair though, I have I moved Gasicki up to that second tier of tight ends. Like he's right in that well, mix up there. One that I think is is legitimately close. Would you rather Mark Mark Andrews or Darren Waller? I would rather have Mark Andrews. That that's really tough for me. That one's a hard one, but I think Andrews has some years. So I he does. He's go, got he's, he's a year or two younger. Too. Yeah, I would go Andrews. He, I think he's like 26, 27. Six. Yeah, he's twenty six as well. He's averaging fifteen point eight per point per game. Obviously, he had that one massive game that which kind of bumped him up there too. But it's a good mix. I mean, we we talked talk about Waller older, Travis Kelsey older, but you have a good mix right now of Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, T.J. Hawkinson, Mike Kosicki, Noah Fant. Even I mean, you could probably throw Dawson Knox in there, Dallas Goddard. There is a good, nice mix of young tight ends. Don't you dare forget about Dalton Schultz again. Jeez, oh, man, you just poo-poo him till he's uh, just a doo-doo he's sandwich. He's only 25. Yep. All right, let's go on to our next buy or cry. Miles Gaskin averaging 16.4 points per game last year. Another guy dropping about four points, a little over four points per game, down to 12.1. How are we feeling about the running back in Miami? Same thing I felt out in January when uh, the season was over. Like, if you have Miles Gaskin and you can get anything for him, Sell please away. get him because so, what do you expect from Miles Gaskin in 2021? A team that was clearly looking to try and get another running back. They wanted Javante Williams. They got jumped by Denver Broncos for the fact they couldn't get Javante. How much? They probably, they probably actually have another win if they had Javante Williams, honestly. So, no, I it's... I have no feelings about I don't I don't cry because you're whelmed. Yeah, you're whelmed with him. He don't care. Yeah, he's a flex play by week filler yeah. injury. Filler. I mean, somebody gets thrown in your lineup, but no better than J.D. McKissick. Uh, honestly, he he was one of the guys I was considering this week as my sell of the week uh, <laughs> as, a, as a player that what kind of sandwich you want. <laughs> well, right now. Teams are desperate to get running backs. They are desperate, desperate, desperate to get running backs. If you got a guy that could be a flex play or even a running back too, even if it's just for the rest of the year, people will buy. I got all this James Conner and you got that 23 seconds in over there. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. (laughs) Uh, Stefan Diggs is uh, down a little bit this year, averaging 20.5 points per game last year in a career season with Josh Allen. This year is down a little bit down to 15.9. Now, 15.9 15.9 is nothing to sneeze at. It's still a good total, but we're not at where we were last year. You buying this dip? Or are you crying? He's wide receiver 24 overall, so barely a wide receiver too, um, which is a big disappointment. Guys like Christian Kirk are ahead of him. Um, Art Brandon Cooks is ahead of him. Um, obviously, I don't, I'm not really too surprised. I mean, that Michael Pittman Jr. is doing really well, but he's ahead of him. I love Michael Pittman Jr. I, I don't know if there is a dip, though. I don't think I, – I wouldn't guess Stephon Diggs, even though he's wide receiver 24, has seen a dip. He's only 27 years old. He's still on a fat pass first offense with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is kind of taking away a little bit of that 
uh, this year. But even if he, he holds fast, he ends up being like wide receiver 18 on the year. I still think 2022 offers a huge mass of potential for Stephon Diggs, where maybe they finally get a running back in that field to kind of sure. open that up a little bit more. And then uh, Cole Beasley won't be on that team anymore. Maybe they bring Emmanuel Sanders back, but for dynasty purposes, I'm ju- I'm very whelmed with uh Stefan Diggs. Very <laughs> I love how this was buyer crying. Whelmed has been the whelmed. most popular response. I'm whelmed, whelmed, whelmed. I'm not buying. Uh, right? I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Look, look, I guess by your terms, you, I'm buying. Yes, I'm buying, but I don't think there, I don't think there's a price dip. So you don't think there's any price dip on him going from where he was last year? Was two he, first? There it was probably a three last year. Don't you think? Uh, maybe. And, and so you're I, saying if there's a price tip you're buying, if it's exact same price, you'd rather hold. I'd rather, yeah, I would just rather not buy. I guess. I mean, two first for Stefan Diggs. It's yeah, I'd I'd be okay with paying two first for Stefan Diggs. I, I do think he has better days ahead. Like you like you mentioned, Cole Beasley gone. I don't think they're going to re-sign Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if he ends up being what he was last year on this team, he he could definitely out far outperform wide receiver 24 next year. And I, I'm guessing whoever has them on their team feels similarly, but they might not fully feel similarly. You know what I mean? Like they're like, eh, I don't know. I see him at 24. Oh, it's I, like a simile. Uh, yep, exactly. Um, so uh, maybe you get a, a slight discount. If you can get them for two firsts, I say make that deal personally. Yeah. And you might be able to, instead of trying to do it with draft picks, maybe pick a receiver that's ascending like, where would you guys be on Cooper Cup versus Stephon Diggs? Who would you rather have? Because Cooper Cup's played amazing this year. Dude, Cooper Cup is one year older than Stephon Diggs. And him and Matt Stafford, they're like, their rapport is like so symbiotic. It's so, I mean, dude, every time you're like, all right, Cooper Cup. I mean, Cup. they breakfast together. Yeah. Can you, I mean, dude, you can't like, pass that up. Well, I mean. last year, Cooper Cup started off real hot, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of slowed down. But then obviously, Jared Goff's noodle arm kind of slowed down too. So I mean, they had to deal with it as well. But like, I, I mean, it's I was a tough just, one. I would rather just have Cooper Cup because he's going to help me win this year. True statement. I'll need to think more for about this year. That. But for Dynasty, I'd still rather Stefan Dix. Uh, two guys left here Robert Tanyan or Tunyon. I still like Tanyan better, though. Uh, it's Tunyon. I know, but I like that better. I just said it. Uh, Averaging 11 points per game last year. We talked about the inflated uh, touchdown numbers a little bit this offseason. Down to 6.1 points per game. That was even saved a little bit because he did get a touchdown this week. It was looking even more bleak before that. Do you buy right now on good old Bobby or are we just going to cry? The Tunyon's got less points than George Kittle. I don't remember the last time I saw George Kittle on the field. Hell no, I ain't buying Bobby Tunyon. Uh, it, it, I'm crying too, man. Yeah. If you have him, you're I'm stuck crying. with him. You ain't selling him. You, I mean, what are you going to get? Should have sold him at the end of last year. Woulda, coulda. And you're right. It's all. T- it was all touchdown regressions. You guys, we talked about in the pod before. Like I was like, oh, I still like Bobby. And you're like, well, look at all these touchdowns. And he only had 400-something receiving yards. It's not really looking good. They finished this high. And I'm like, ah, yeah, but there's no number two. It's going to be Bobby Tunyon. Oh, no, I got tight end number, uh, what was that? Where were you at, Bubby? Uh, tight end number 23. <laughs> Bubby. Bubby. Uh, tight end number 23 on my team, uh, which is right behind uh, George Kittle, right in front he's of. He's played three games. <laughs> he's got, he's, he's literally got one. He doesn't even, he has 0.8 points more than Max Williams. Wow. That's a broken leg. That's uh, a bummer. I, just, I, 
I thought I couldn't be more sad about Robert Tunyon, and I just read to his point eight more points than Max Williams. <laughs> All right, last but not least, Miles Sanders, the darling of everyone's eye. 14.4 points per game last year, which was considered a little bit of a down year in and of itself. It's down again to nine points per game. Now he's got the ankle injury, so we're expecting another week, two weeks, maybe even three. Do you buy this dip, or is it it's Philly and he doesn't look good? I'm out. I want nothing to do with him. Philly is a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire of a situation for sure. I, I'm not buying Miles Sanders. I'm crying Too my risky. way. Crying away. I'm crying away that I didn't sell him two years ago when I had the opportunity. And, uh, <laughs> It's, this is real stupid, like hindsight. Like, oh, we told you. Because you know, we're also teams like, hey, take Devontae Smith over Jamar Chase. Um, but we said, like, when Miles Sanders hit that, same thing we said about Cam Akers this year before it happened. Like, when these running backs hit that window where they, they are proven that much, but now they're a top 10 type yeah, guy. First round startup pedigree without proving it, you got to sell. And this is why it's too volatile of the position. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, it's got to be schemed. they got to be used. If you're not used, you definitely can't score fantasy points. I love Miles Sanders' talent coming out. I thought he was a fantastic running back coming out of Penn State. I loved his tape. I loved everything about him. Um, but the window there was a sell. You missed it. You're stuck with him. You're getting nothing. you got a running back three at best. And things don't look like they're getting better anytime soon. Your only hope is that they change the whole system or they go to a different team and he can rebound there. But still, you're still sitting with him then for another year or two in this it's just a giant cry, cry. I'm just, I'm gonna cry myself to sleep with him. That's it. Yep. All right. Well, that's the show. That's the show. That's DynastyNerds.com and the podcast. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com for all your dynasty needs to get all that good dynasty intake. It was a great dynasty summer, but now we're entering dynasty fall slash winter. And everybody needs a little bit more warmth and a little bit more cuddle time. And that's what we're here to do at DynastyNerds.com. We're here to embrace you, hold you in our arms, and give you all the dynasty information that you need to dominate your fantasy football leagues, whether it be rankings, trade finders, Trade calculators, Dynasty GM League analyzers, the Dynasty Nerds film room so you're getting the best rookie information possible. It's all here at DynastyNerds.com. Check us out. Check out our YouTube channel. Give us a rating review on the podcast. Follow us on Twitter. Do all those things that everybody in social media asks you to do because we want you to do them too. Why? Because, I don't know. We appreciate it though. <laughs> and we'll be back next week talking more Dynasty Fantasy Football. Uh, injuries. Adios. <laughs> What a drop. <laughs>